right, well, uh, hey everyone. <laughs> We're back with a little late night Knife Journal podcast action. <laughs> That's funny. I was going to say, I was going to say, <laughs> welcome ladies and germs. Episode uh, 108 now. One, 108, yes, sir. All right. 108 and gotten quite a bit of positive response um, from our from our new style, new format, new um, one of the one of the um, emails I got said we should weave a little more knife information in there. Okay. So we'll work on it. Work on it, yeah. That's what I think too. Yeah, I, we will try. Mm-hmm. Um, I will do my best. Well, it's not like and we don't so like legend. knives. So I mean, that's that's the reality of it. Is it's not like we don't like knives. Mm-hmm. We love knives, in fact. Um, but it's uh, I just can't continue to talk about just knives. Right. Yeah. And but that's kind of what I thought, because I mean, yeah. honestly, if if you if you don't get it in a hundred and some episodes, it's pretty hard. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's what <laughs> pretty I think hard too. for me to and, come and up I know with new material it, on that. Listen, you know? and I know that there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of a lot of people talking about different knife makers and that kind of stuff, and you know, it may be in the in the future we'll you know start doing some more stuff with other knife makers and stuff too, and yeah. Yeah, I, I, you know, if you're a knife maker and you want to come on and talk about stuff, yeah, uh, and you're not a huge ball bag, um, yeah, <laughs> anytime, you know, yeah, just hit one of us up and uh, we'll yeah, figure we'd it gl- out. We'd be glad to have you on. Um, yeah, I didn't hear any any complaints about the political content. Oh, um, somebody said that um, we might have been boomer posting a little bit on the whole marijuana issue. <laughs> 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 That's funny. Right. So so just to explain to the audience what boomer posting is, it's, um, uh-oh, somebody's paging me. And we're back. Okay, so um, so if you don't know what boomer posting is, it's like uh, Google Old Economy Steven. And basically anything that Old Economy Steven said in his meme, that's boomer posting. <laughs> like, you know, they're just, they came of age in different economic circumstances and different social circumstances and they don't understand that the circumstances today are very different and they will never know because they are out of the portion of their life where you have to struggle to make something of yourself well and i so think that's the, that's I what think, boomer posting is i think the the proper terminology is the struggle <laughs> okay I don't know it, where that's from. It's the struggle. That's what okay. uh, that's our, our our buddy Rush Limbaugh says all the time. Okay. 
he said he, but he doesn't he doesn't talk about boomer posting but he does talk about the um the the liberals that that understand the struggle because mm. it's all they're always struggling <laughs> okay <laughs> I, I guess I, I haven't listened to Russian in a long time because of uh work and things but Anyway, uh, so he's he's been pretty he's been pretty interesting uh, because he's been on vacation lately. Okay, I don't I don't think I've heard him since since Christmas. Well, who's your favorite was, Who's your favorite guest host? Um, I think the what the hell is his name? The guy that uh, the guy that's on there today actually. What the hell is his name? Um, Rush guest host. Why can I not remember his name? Every once in a while, he's on Fox. Well, I know who my favorite is. While you're wa- while we're waiting for Jim, Mark Stein. Yeah, times that's my 10. guy. That's my guy. Thank yeah. you. That's Absolutely, positively, like. times ten. He it's he Mark Stein is, and I have never heard. He must have his own show. I would think. No, I, I don't know if he does or not. But if he doesn't, there somebody's losing a lot of fucking money because he's funny. I mean, he yeah. just has that. He has that wicked sense of humor, that um, and it's quick. And it's, it's very quick. You well, you know yeah. who's like that too. If you ever listen to Fox and Friends in the Morning, Brian Kilmeade has got that same kind of wit. A lot yeah, of people yeah, probably isn't don't he the get guy his that humor. ran over that person during the Florida recount or whatever, trying to get a parking spot or whatever. <laughs> Maybe that was somebody else. <laughs> Who Brian did that? I didn't hear that. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, so He's, if you haven't if you haven't read this guy, uh, you need to start reading his things. He's on American Stinker or whatever, and his name is uh, Kurt Schlichter. Kurt Schlichter, huh? Yeah, you would love his articles. Like, there's a cult around the guy now. He's like Ann Coulter squared. Huh. Yeah, I, I, the only again. I don't necessarily politically agree with what these people are saying, but I like that they have such, uh, they're vicious, you know, and I, yeah. I, I kind of like to read the the trolling that they do and stuff. Yeah. Um, well, and that's what they, that's what they, um, uh, that's what seems to be what they're all about is they're, you know, the more people you can get riled up, the better off you are. Right. I think, and that's the that's part of that. Um, what we're dealing with today, you know, all of the news channels twenty four seven have got to have something that pulls you in. Yeah. And uh, and if you don't have that little edginess, and the the problem, the problem I see is they they have a lot of people that aren't smart enough to be that edgy, mm-hmm. without being you know, without causing problems. Yeah. <clears throat> Well, because Milo for a long time was kind of that edgy, but then um, he had some issues. What? See, I didn't hear the issues. What? What happened? Well, okay, so because um, I did like him, I thought he was. I, yeah, he, he well, was an I interesting don't, fellow. I don't. I don't really want to go into it, but um, he uh, he had some issues mm. that kind of led to his mostly being deplatformed. Hmm. Um, but I, I thought, uh, I used to like to listen to his podcast, Mm -hmm. you know, so that's, um, I, I enjoy podcasts a lot. So other ones I listen to occasionally if they, if he has a good guest on, I'll listen to Joe Rogan. Right. My kid Uh, really likes him. 
Yeah, but it has to be the right guest. And I also like, um, again, these people, I don't agree with them politically, but I like to, I don't have to agree with what somebody's saying to find it interesting and thought provoking. Okay, so Sam Harris is another guy I like to listen to. Uh, I like to listen to um, Dan Carlin. The hardcore history guy. Right, right. Now, does he have anything up lately? I haven't seen anything from him lately. Oh, the last one I saw was like a hardcore history blitz covering, um, I can't remember what he was talking about, but anyway, so I like his stuff, um, and then there's a couple of, uh, there's a bunch of other ones I'll listen to very occasionally Mm -hmm. that I think are okay, but those are the ones that are probably in, the ones I check first. Um, I liked the first season of Serial. The second season was BS. It was about Bo Bergdahl. Mm-hmm. And I got so turned off by it, I haven't listened to the third series. Um, but anyway. Yeah, that's all. Um, I'm, I'll give you a rundown on my podcast. What are they here? All right. <coughs> Podcasts. Okay. I like... Uh, Hardcore History, right? Dr. Taylor Marshall, he's a Catholic dude. Okay. Mike Rowe, The Way I Heard It. Okay. Um, Gear Geeks Live. Yeah, I like that one. I forgot um, about that one. That's yep. Anthony Scullambrini, isn't it? Yep. Yeah, yep. I like him. Yep. And then I like a uh, friend of ours, Paul, uh, Peggy Stanton does a, a show called Power from the Pews, which is actually a radio show, and they just make it into a podcast. Okay. Uh, the, but they record it. But that's just a few of them. I mean, I, I like a lot of different ones. But I really yeah. like the, I really like the, it's really kind of funny. The way I heard it from Mike Rowe was kind of interesting because he, he does um, a Paul Harvey type show. Uh-huh. And I grew up listening to Paul Harvey. I mean, yeah, me a, too. That was a big deal, and his uh, he was a great commentator. And what Mike Rowe did was copied, sort of copied that format. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know how many he's got right now, but they've. I mean, you can you put them on in the car, and you can just they're like only you know ten minutes long, eight minutes long each, and you literally can just listen to it for hours. You yeah. know, as you're driving down the highway, because and every one of them is like this little short story that. At the end of it, you go, wow, <laughs> I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. You know, they talk about, you know, I mean, he's done stuff like with Mercedes Benz and um, just all kinds of really, uh, I don't want to say weird, but all kinds of different. Yeah, just a little eclectic. eclectic. Yeah, yeah, eclectic stories. And yeah. uh, and so he's, he's kind of fun to listen to. Um, the Rogan guy... Uh, I haven't listened to enough of him really to form a big yeah. opinion about him. Um, I, I usually watch clips, you yeah. know. So, like, if somebody I like is on a show, I'll watch a clip of when that person was on. Right, right. You know, um, like, uh, oh, I, I like it when Sam Harris has been on there. Um, there's another guy, he wrote this book called Sex at Dawn. Mm-hmm. Which I again I disagree wholeheartedly politically with the guy, but he's interesting. Mm-hmm. And I you know if I don't have to agree with you on everything to find your ideas interesting, you know. Right. So his name is um, Christopher Ryan, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so whenever he's on, I'll uh, 
I'll watch it. Um, and then there was uh, these guys uh, uh, last year. This was great. They uh, wrote a whole bunch of scientific papers, basically gobbledygook, just fucking total nonsense. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they were arguing for like um, dog parks, uh, dogs in dog parks exhibit homophobia. You know, rape <laughs> culture in dog parks. You know, one <laughs> and they actually got published in peer-reviewed journals and stuff. Wow! And and it was a big hoax. And they were saying, look, as long as you use a bunch of nonsense terms, and it, you're gonna get published. You know, right? And so, anyway, so I, those guys were on a while ago. Um, I don't know. I I, it, I have to know the guest and want to hear what they have to say for me to watch it. Yeah. Now I like I like uh, and I've I've been listening to a lot of Jordan Peterson, and and it's interesting because he he doesn't waver from his his format. What he what he's talking about. It always he always brings it back to you know his basic ideas. Yeah. But he has like the best comebacks. He's damn quick, and and I mean he's definitely a very smart individual, and uh, so I've, I've been get, getting kind of a kick out of him, and just not so much the what he says because I think I agree with like ninety eight percent of it, but the people that he's going up against and how much they dislike him, yeah, and how how they're trying to bring him down, yeah, and, I and mean, I, and, and so it's it's fun to watch because of that. I I can't say that I've listened to a whole lot of his stuff, yeah. Um, but, well, you pretty uh, much know the premise of it. I mean, it's I the, do. The, I've, if you hear like five minutes of him, yeah. you'll get what he's about. Yeah, but he. Yeah. But the thing is, is that he 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 has the ability to back that stuff up with with his you know his education and what he's done for a living his whole you know his yeah. whole life. Right. And and um, I found it kind of intriguing that he was just a kind of a nobody. He did a lot of a lot of videos and stuff but they didn't get a lot of traction right until he did one or two little interviews and all of a sudden his stuff just exploded and he became like almost like the antichrist of the left yeah so his his thing is is the the way that he sprung to fame is that canada passed a law that you have to address somebody by their preferred pronouns right and he said "Eh, i'm not doing that you can't compel me to speak a certain way and then he got in all kinds of trouble and all this and blah 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 he said you know i want to be respectful to people but that doesn't include being compelled to speak in certain ways you can't force me to say certain words and i'm not going (laughs) to do it you know and they and everybody went Holy fucking batshit crazy. So University of Michigan last year did the same thing. That On your thing, you can put whatever you want to be addressed as, and the professors have to do it. And so one guy put down his majesty, and now he, the, the professors have to prefer to refer to him as your majesty or his majesty. Isn't that hilarious? Yeah, I, mean, I know. How, how ridiculous and that's is that? What should, and that's, that's what he's what saying. That's what should happen, you know. Yep. That's exactly what he's saying. Is how ridiculous is this? And then, and then that led into because he did that. That led into him actually being able to talk about his um, uh, the the politics of. Uh, um, I'm looking, searching for the for what he's calling it. Um, oh man, 
Well, there's gender. He, you mean Jordan Peterson, right? Yeah. Yeah. Gender, so he, gender equality. He talks about gender equality, and he talks about um, identity politics. Yeah. And that's, that's the, what he really. Once they figured out the whole, you know, he, he her, it, His Majesty, horse dong. It do, I mean. Yeah. Exactly. It, it doesn't Dragon matter. Kin, furry you know, kin. Ex- you know, exactly. Kin, whatever. Yeah. You know, fairy kin. How exactly. about fuck off kin? Exactly. <laughs> then he then he started. Then people started listening to what he was talking about with identity politics, and once he started down that path, the whole lid blew off. Right. Yeah. And that's, and that's the whole thing is that that at the time there was a bunch of different YouTubers that all took off once they started challenging it because nobody was. So right. I'm going to list a few names um, that you probably have never seen. Um, but these are uh, along his lines. Um, they're just smaller. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and then the other thing that happened around that time was something called Gamergate, and it's all of this is very well tied into each other. So what it was, what Gamergate was, is some lady uh, wrote some piece of shit game that was basically, you know, pushing all of this social justice warrior shit on people. And then she slept with the guy that was writing the review article of it. And so, of course, he wrote this bonkers amazing review over a shit game. Wow. And it all got found out and called out on it. And so a bunch of people are like, look, you can't, you know, we don't want your fucking nonsense politics in our game. We just want to play fucking Mario Brothers, you know. Or whatever game it is, why do you always have to inject shit into it that wasn't there before? You know, and that's that's basically what it was about. So that's right around that time that that was happening. Jordan Peterson became popular because he was pushing back. But then there's a guy named uh, Sargon of Akkad that was pushing back. That's his real name? No, his name is Carl Benjamin, but Sargon of Akkad is his YouTube name. Oh, okay. Uh um, and then he has a, uh, a little carrier pigeon, they call him. Uh, he's Romanian, and I actually like him because he talks shit about gypsies all the time. <laughs> and, and his name is V, and it's funny to watch him flip out about gypsies. That's the only reason I even know this guy. But anyway, he's those two are kind of buddy-buddy. And then there were a few others. There's this guy. Uh, I mean, anyway, there, there were a whole bunch of them right around that time that all kind of broke because of people they were the first people to push back against it right and like again these are people that i don't agree with politically right but they were they were willing to push back so i was willing to listen you know and so were a lot of other people and now um all those people that were kind of that original first wave are all turning on each other and it's getting ugly and yeah uh january 19th and uh Knoxville, Tennessee, there's going to be like an actual sanctioned UFC fight between two of these douches. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be great. I can't fucking wait. Anyway, uh, if anybody's interested, that's uh, Andy Worski and this guy named Tonka Saw, and they're just both idiots, but it's it's fun to watch. You know, you know that a, just reminded me of, did you ever see the, did you ever see the Big Bang Theory? The episode when I don't even remember who was fighting. If it was uh, uh, Wallowitz and uh, uh, some, uh, 
I don't even know who, who he was fighting with. And they were going they put on the wrestling gear and they were going to wrestle. They were going to solve their dish. It's like the funniest thing because it's typically what you would think of when you said a UFC yeah. fight between two. Well, <laughs> and, and, and it, it, it's even more ridiculous because the one guy, this Tonka saw guy, uh, claims to have been a professional wrestler, but he there's no way. That, like some pictures of leaked of the guy. Mm-hmm. He's got fucking celery stick limbs. <laughs> There's no way. I'm sorry. It's just not a thing. Like he, I make, you know, I'm not a super big guy. I'm, I have some bulk and some muscle, but it's not like I worked for that. That's natural. Mm-hmm. He, he makes me look like fucking Adonis. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, there's just no way that this guy was a professional wrestler. And then you've got this other guy, uh, Andy Worski, who's like a skinny Canadian dude with a little bit of a stutter, and he, he admits to being a huge cokehead. Um, but then they got in this big fight because the one called the other one a pedophile or something. And anyway, it's January 19th, and I'm so looking forward to it. Although people say that the one uh, professional wrestler guy isn't going to show because he'll get his ass kicked. <laughs> I mean, it's just drama. Like, to me, it's a soap opera. I don't agree with any of these people, but it's fucking entertaining. Yeah, yeah. Um, Anyway, at my bird feeder, I'm looking out my window right now. I've got purple finches. i got a nut hatch. I've got some gold finches. Uh, Chickadee just flew up. Sweet. i got rain and snow mix. (laughs) Yeah, that's what we got, too. I got up this morning, and the uh, school was canceled for the kids. And, of course, they love that, but... um, Really? Yeah, because it was uh, it was literally fifty mile and it it sounded like Iowa outside. Wow! You know the cons. If you've ever seen movies yep. where they try to portray like the prairies and the wind, yeah, and it's like, oh yeah, like that's what it's really like. Only it was like that here, and we never hear that here. And so everybody flipped out because it was freezing rain and uh, like fifty mile an hour winds and stuff. Um. But, wow, yeah, wow. That's a. I mean, it's it's kind of weird because it's not cold out right up here. It's like thirty, it might yeah, be thirty two right now. It's thirty three here. <clears throat> yeah, but it's just it's kind of nasty. Yeah, it's. I, this is not. This is actually pretty dangerous. If, if you if you said if you asked me what is some of the most dangerous weather to actually try to be outside in. Oh, this is definitely for me. It. This is it. Yeah. Um, because it's right on the edge of freezing, and you're going to get wet, yep. and you're not going to be able to get warm. Yep. Um, so this is these are I think are probably the mo- some of the most dangerous conditions to try to live outside. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, which makes me very happy that I have my house, although I'm hot as fuck in here now because uh, our house is at 62. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's been that way since like September, and. It's 62 now, and I'm, like, practically sweating, and I don't know why. <laughs> like, it needs to be five degrees colder in here. Well, uh, you go out and lay down in the snow, do a snow angel naked. I guess, but, you know, and then and then what happens is, is, like, we're, we, for the first few weeks to maybe a month, we have a fire every day because we're like, oh, my God, it's so cold. Right. And then you get a couple months into it, and you're like, this is actually hot. Yeah, I can't yeah. stand this, you know. And then uh, come uh, summer, the first day it was seventy 
five degrees last year, we died. Yep. Like, like couldn't handle it. it was, yep. I was sweating, and I couldn't get cooled. And Isn't that funny how that works? Yeah. You get it all is. acclimated to it. Um, yeah. No one wants to go down to Tucson in the summer. So this time the boss chose me. I've been sort of restless. Guess he thought it might help it. I got away from my wife and family. There'd been no other woman since the mother of my children. And in each and every Yesterday I had my tundra out. And, uh-huh. uh, Wait, tundra. Did you get a Toyota tundra? No, Skidoo Tundra. Snowmobile. Okay, all right. No, I have a Skidoo Tundra. Okay. And it's, uh, um, I don't know, I don't even know what year it is, 2000 maybe or 99 or something. It's a little right. one-cylinder snowmobile, probably top yeah, speed the one is like 35 miles an hour. Yeah, the one that you said is like awesome in the woods. Yeah, yeah, it's really yeah. good in the way you run it right between the trees and stuff, and it does really well. And it and I have a... a, a sled that I pulled behind it and I mm-hmm. was out trying to lose some weight, cut a little bit of wood and load up the trailer, you know, that little wagon or uh, sled yeah. thing and haul it in and then unload it and stack it and go back out in the woods and just, you know, spend the day dicking off because cause there's way more faster ways to cut wood than that. Yeah, right. But, <clears throat> you know, it's about the process. It's not about the... Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And... Uh, right. And it was, and I enjoyed myself. I was, I was, you know, you ride around, go haul haul your wood up, put it in, you know. And like I said, I it, um, I probably I probably cut, I don't know, maybe three or four days worth of wood that I would burn normally. Yeah. Um, but you know what? You get a good workout. You yeah, get a good it's, workout. It's, you feel good about it, and yeah, feel like a, you're going back to your roots. And and the other thing that I was thinking about that. The whole time you're cutting it, you think, well, what would happen if literally this was the only way I could gather wood to heat my house because something happened? You know, you yeah. talk about the the, the apocalypse or, or something, and how much wood would I actually really need to cut like this by hand? And um, you would need to you would need to make your house smaller. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. exactly what you would have to do. Yeah, you would That's need a exactly. one room cabin. Yep, exactly. Um. Uh, but but uh, anyway, um, yeah. So you know, I cut down my, one of my three cherry trees in front this year, right? Yes. Because they you, were. Did you go ahead? Um, did you save any of that stuff, or was it was there any knots or burls or anything in it? Yeah. So there's a guy that bought a an outbuilding down the street from me, uh, and he's a turner, a wood turner, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, I, as soon as I got it all cut down and cut up, I. He was out. He was down there, and I said, "Hey, come on up and and take what you want." And he took the ones that I thought he would take because I cut it in a way that you would get the best um, burls and stuff and grain out of it. Uh, so he he took you know four or five of the big trunk pieces that he's going to turn into bowls and things. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And then the rest of it, I've got. Uh, at the time, my I had some small engine problems on my splitter. And I uh, didn't get that until well, it was too what, late. Yeah, what back. did you? Uh, what was wrong with it? 
Uh, it was goofy. Um, they basically rebuilt the entire carburetor, and now it works again. Hmm. Yeah, so I don't know. I never did get a super satisfactory explanation of it, because I took the carburetor off and cleaned the fuck out of it. And then, you know, with carburetor cleaner, I, I literally took the whole thing apart and put it back together again. And I know it was clean, and then... You know, they said, well, we took it off and we put it through our ultrasonic cleaner and this and that and did a rebuild and now it works. But it was only 75 bucks and, right. you know, I, I literally spent an entire day doing that on my own. And, uh, you know, I probably should have just brought it to them. But, I, you know, I like to at least try. Right. You know, because um, you right. learn something. Uh, and then, uh, oh, and guess, uh, so then a big tree in our backyard, uh, fell down and it was, uh, you know, it's on that hill in the back there. Right, right. And it was right pushing into almost, it was inches from the house. Ooh. But then all of the branches were too high off the ground for me to get from the ground. And then it was on a surface, uh, a crazy angled surface. So I didn't really feel like I wanted to get up there with a with a uh, ladder so instead I went to uh, uh, Ferguson's in Traverse City and I bought the biggest steel uh, chainsaw on a stick you can buy oh cool yeah so if you need to borrow that like this thing is bomb ass so you basically have a long arm yeah with a, with a cutter on the end of it and then your saws yep. on the bottom that's awesome yeah, and it's it's like uh, super powerful. I cut all of that whole thing up, and then I cut up, uh, you know, the way I take a tree down, if I'm not in the woods and I don't give a shit where it falls, the way I take it down is I take it from the top down. Right. And I was able to do all of that on the ground with that um, steel. Oh, that's good. That's yeah, cool. Yeah, and so it, then everything falls where you want it to, and it's very controlled and, and this and that. And I, that's how I used to do it when I used to make money doing that yeah that's um, awesome yeah so if you need to borrow that it's around cool cool i actually actually have a uh an ash tree i gotta take down and that would probably be handy for that yeah so you know where it is <clears throat> um anyway yeah. uh you have, have to, you have to come up and show me how it works yeah no problem <laughs> yeah I'll i need help. about i probably need about four hours of lessons <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> As if you don't know, but yeah, I'll come up and help you. I'm fuck, just, just teasing. Ask. I'm just giving you shit. Yeah, just um, ask. If you need help, just ask, and oh, I'll yeah. be up there. Yeah, no problem. And we'll podcast or whatever. Yeah. Um, so, so anyway, did did you get? A, do you have an article um, you want to bring to my attention? I currently have one, two, three, four, five. Two of which involve knives, and the other three um, you'll like. Huh. Well. Obviously, I've got the my first one is um, it just just came out. This is breaking news. Trump to make a prime time address. When is it tonight? Prime time to make a prime time address. You know what this is about. Oh yeah, visit U.S. Mexico border amid shutdown stalemate. You know what he's going to do. He's going to declare a state of emergency and then build the wall. Exactly. 
Uh, but he's been forecasting this for a, a, a while. Because yep. the first time I heard this was like a couple weeks ago, and it was just like a whisper. Yep. But today he came out big and bad, and yep. NPR absolutely freaked out, of course. Of course. Which, again, <laughs> listen, people, if you want to know, don't just sit in your bubble, right? Uh, like, I, I hate NPR, but every single morning since I was 12... Until now, I've listened to, to I've listened to it every mm-hmm. single morning as I'm mm-hmm. waking up. Mm-hmm. I wake up an hour early and listen to it just to see what they're up to. Mm-hmm. And and they didn't used to be quite as bad as they are now. But you know, like when I first started listening to this, this would have been like eighty five, eighty six, somewhere around there. They weren't as bad then. Now it's ridiculous. Yep. So if if you want to know what the what the uh, spin is going to be for the rest of the media if you get up and listen to it a little bit you don't have to agree with it again but the problem is is if you don't ever listen to anything outside of your bubble or read anything outside of your bubble you're not going to be able to anticipate what what their arguments are what their arguments or what are they're planning and you're going to get blindsided yep, yep you know and you're you, going to wake up you're going to wake up one day and go what the hell just happened right and so you need to you need to read a so but I'm sh- pretty sure Jim does I know I do I probably every single day read the equivalent of a dozen newspapers from mm-hmm. around the world and I'm sure Jim does too. yep yep I try to I, I, I try mean to. it's not like I read every article I read the stuff that I'm interested in but right. it, there's at least a dozen newspapers that I look at every yep. single day and I do uh, that I do that in in between playing Mario Brothers. Yeah, Mario Super Smash Brothers or whatever. <laughs> I'm just teasing. I'm just teasing. <laughs> right. I don't even. I don't even. I have not. Uh, okay, I have, I have a. But I have anyways, a I have so, a meme for you. I have a meme. Okay, um, let me let me put in the let me figure out what the search terms you should do. Um, so so back to the I I posted something last week on Facebook um, about it and it, <laughs> oh. and it blew the hell up. Okay. Uh, I don't know if you saw it or not, but it w- it's like this ongoing argument going on now because it, it quickly uh, turned from, um, you know, plant cell walls to house walls to on and on and on to... And I, um, I try to not do too oh, much of that. I tell you what, it went, and now it's into religion. I mean, it's, oh, it's they're just arguing about religion. And, is this uh, on your page? Yeah, it's on. I don't know. Yeah, I suppose it's on my wall. Okay, I'll I'll look it up. Later. <clears throat> but it, but it's funny how 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 people are just so like we can't possibly build a wall. It won't do anything. It just won't do anything. Was well, like, dude, make a suggestion then. How the hell do you stop these people from coming into this country? Turn your country into as shithole of a country as theirs is, and they won't come. That's why they don't fucking go south. Yeah, exactly. And so, and so that's what you you feel like saying this to these people is like, you know what? I feel for I feel bad for somebody that lives in a shithole and is and we're and we're so blessed to be born in our country that we're in. Just because we're blessed to be doesn't mean we have to freaking turn all of our stuff into shit so we don't feel bad. You know. Why, why don't why don't they fix their place up? Why don't you go south? Oh, because it's worse there. You know, so now you're an economic migrant. 
which yeah. is not a thing. You yeah. don't get to come and shit up another country. We're not your colony. Right. Sorry. Um, you know, and that's a, and that's the that's the thing. It's like it's like what what do you what do you really? T- so then I always go like one step further and go, okay, so what do you really want? What is it that you really want? You don't want a wall. What does that mean? You're okay with people dying at the hands of some of these people, at some of the at some well, of the, the, uh, illegal know, aliens. And I don't even know. It, you know, I spent some time down on the Arizona border working on a story, mm-hmm. and it's it's desert. Mm-hmm. You know, they have to cross huge expanses of desert, and I'm pretty fucking good at desert survival. And you know, just in general, being outdoors and coping. T- tell me that some housefrau from some place is going to know her ass from the hole in the ground, and they fucking die down there, and right. who gets blamed? Not right. them. We get blamed for them trying to fucking cross, you know, hundreds of miles of desert with no water and all this shit. It's like, listen, there's a reason why we say don't do it, because yeah. you don't know how. What, what what's, what's intriguing, I was talking to a friend of mine uh, this morning about the northern border. You know, and why isn't this a big deal on the northern border? Well, if you look at the northern border, how many how many actual uh, roads cross that wilderness in the north? There's not a ton. There's not there's not a ton. I mean, you've right. got to be like uh, you've got to be trying really, you know, to avoid uh, getting across. Um, it's a big effort. You, you want to know how I would do it? And I've done this accidentally. I can tell you exactly how I would do it. I would get a canoe, I would get a tent, I would get a backpack, I would get a fishing pole, and I would bring some food with me, rice, beans, etc. And I would do a Boundary Waters trip and yeah. magically end up in Canada. Yeah. It's it's so yeah, but where easy. The hell do you go you from can there? do it accidentally. Yeah, but well, then you, you declare asylum or whatever, but then they would just throw your ass back because unlike us, Canada's not, you know, Canada's like, well, okay, if you want to come to Canada and be a Canadian citizen, oh, by the way, you need to contribute something to you, to the economy. And, and people should Google this. Yeah. But at one, a, a couple years ago when I looked at this, you had to, like, plunk down $500,000 in, in Canadian investments or something ridiculous. Yeah. You know, unless you were just dirt ass poor, in which case they'll cuck and let you in. Yeah. You know, it's it, it, it's crazy. Yeah. But like, say yeah. Jim or I wanted to go to Canada, we would have to invest hundreds of thousands of dollars into their economy in order to go. People at home can play along. Google Nintendo Switch Soy Boy. 
Nintendo Switch Soy Boy. Right. And so the image that comes up for me is, I had a vasectomy yesterday, and when I woke up, my wife's boyfriend surprised me with this. And he, there's, a, there's like a hipster with a beard, with his mouth open, holding a Nintendo Switch. <laughs> that's funny. I know. So so that that's the meme around uh, Nintendo Switches, is uh, it's all guys with their mouth open. Uh <laughs> That's there's something yeah. wrong with that. It's this whole thing, you know. Like if you have a Nintendo Switch, you you always have your mouth open. Yeah. Uh anyway. Okay, I, I so that was which funny. you're saying which one is? Oh, there's a ton of them though. Yeah, I know, but there there's one of them that says I had a vasectomy yesterday and my wife's boyfriend surprised me oh, with this. Oh yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love it. With yeah, Zelda. Okay, we we gotta go on. You gotta you gotta give me your article. I need to hear it. You gotta. I gotta give you an article. I just gave you an article. Oh yeah, that one. Okay, so it's my turn. Yes. Okay, so um, so uh, getting back to our marijuana discussion from last week. Uh, this is from the San Francisco Gate newspaper. Is the hype about CBD or? Uh, cannabidiol real and uh, the Washington Post contributed to this and they're basically saying uh, you know everybody's talking about CBD and all this and it's in everything and actually in Michigan uh, you can just buy it like at Lucky's or whatever like it's an oil that's made from um, cannabis and they're claiming all of these like crazy benefits right um it, it has actually been shown to uh, help with um, seizure dis- disorders that are um, refractory to other medications, uh, mm-hmm. and, and that's that's a real thing. But the rest of the stuff that they're saying about it, I'm not super well clear on it. You know, they they claim that, that it's a miracle. Everything, it's, right. it's like anything with hemp. Like last week, right. you're like. Well, nobody's told me I need to be buying hemp jeans and yeah. fucking all this yeah. stuff. Well, and it was interest. It's interesting because that that oil supposedly has zero THC, right? Yeah, but um, it's less than zero point three percent. So it's not enough to make anybody high. Yeah, nobody's going to notice anything. Right. So and and uh, but that was the. You had to take the... That's like leftovers after you take the THC out. Well, I'm not I'm not positive on the specifics of it, but I do know that um, certain plants, you can breed the plant, plants to um, only produce CBD or produce way more CBD than they do THC. Yeah. So for our people listening at home, THC is the, the thing that makes you high about marijuana. So, um, supposedly, you can breed most of that out, and then through whatever process they're using to process it, um, you end up with uh, higher CBD than THC. Interesting. Interesting. I know that I know that my I have a relative that's constantly saying, "Well, you need to try this for your this." You need to try some some of the CBD oil for or whatever the hell it is for for this ailment. I was like, why? 
well, it'll it'll do this. It's like a it's like, really, and I <laughs> constantly fall back on this. I go, listen, do you really believe? I thought you were a very smart person. Do you really believe that if this was that great, that these giant corporations wouldn't be bottling that shit? Well, they are now. Not, um, but they're making it, the thing is, is I don't think it's regulated by the FDA, which means they can make whatever the fuck claims they want. Right. Well, that's my that's my point. You don't you don't think that like like a big pharmaceutical company would grab onto that and say, well, this will make your freaking this hard and it'll grow your hair back and you you'll have beautiful skin and you'll lose all this weight and uh you know no yeah. they're not gonna they're not gonna go through the, all those tests to do that kind of stuff because it doesn't work because <laughs> if it did work they would do it. Okay, now, um, for the people that are going to say we're boomer posting, okay, <laughs> I, I'm not saying that there aren't benefits. Uh, I just, I just need to see some, some actual evidence of it for me. Empirical to, facts. To come on board. Mm-hmm. Now, now, here's the other thing: is that I bet you that there were guys like you and me sitting there shit talking people chewing willow bark back in the day, right? I get. Oh, I have this terrible headache, and I bought. I broke some stems off of this okay. willow that was, you know, brand new shoots off of this willow that was growing down by the pond, and my headache went away. Yeah. And I bet there were guys like you and me shit talking it. Right. You know, so I'm not going to say that I'm. I am open to the idea, but um, I need to see. I need to see actual evidence yeah. and not just stoner lore. Right. The th- yeah. the problem with that whole story is. That once people realized it was a thing, willow branches were a thing, willow bark was a thing, uh-huh. what happened? We have, what, aspirin. Aspirin. Exactly. Right. Now, I haven't yet to see somebody that was smoking pot all of a sudden said, hey, my sh- this is cured. And then everybody run out and it's like, well, now we can buy, the, we can buy this. And it's approved by the FDA, and everything. We went through all these testing, and yeah, no, it is. It's stoner lore. Well, and and here's the other thing I hate to tell people is that I'm an actual doctor, and uh, I've seen the. It's not the fact. It's not that you stayed in a Holiday Inn last night. Right. No, I'm an actual doctor. Okay, so I'm open to new things. I'm open to evidence, and if the evidence suggests that I should do things a certain way, then I'm going to do it. You know, uh, but in this case, I don't think the evidence is strong enough. Um, the other thing is, is that, you know, a lot of people feel shitty, and they're looking for something to make them feel better. And they'll grab onto anything that makes them feel better. And maybe this... <coughs> Maybe it makes them feel better. Maybe it doesn't. I don't know. Okay. So, so I, I definitely sympathize with that. But the other thing I'm going to tell you real quick is don't rely on some witch doctor that prescribes you marijuana and CBD oil and all this shit to cure your cancer. Because those people eventually come to me, and by the time they get to me, we're cutting huge parts of their skull off and reconstructing it. It's True so, fucking story. So... All you have to do is read, uh, read what Steve McQueen had said after uh, going through all of his uh, holistic, uh, herbal, natural cures for cancer. Said what? What did he say? I fucked up. 
<laughs> there you go. And well, he and they eventually, and he they eventually, when they, yeah, when they come, when they come to you and it's late stage and there's very little you can do except try to make them comfortable. Oh, this uh, was this was he had a. I don't remember what kind of cancer he had. Maybe look up, look that up. Yeah, Google. But he that had shit. something that was curable. I mean, he had something that was not an uncommon uh, cancer. Well, knowing him, it was probably lung cancer. But no, I, I mean, don't even I don't, think it was. Um, Steve McQueen. Okay, now this is Wikipedia, people, so... Yeah, just cut us a little slack. Yeah, because it was the first thing that came up, but I'm looking to see what his... uh, Stunts and racing, illness and death. Uh, uh, Maybe you're right, it was a cancer... Um, 78, gave up cigarettes and underwent antibiotic treatments for a cough. Shortness of breath grew pronounced. Um, pleural mesothelioma. Uh, yeah, mesothelioma. That's mesothelioma. from brake dust and asbestos. Yeah, and asbestos. Yeah. Which is, there is no known well, cure. But I think yeah, that they there's, could... There's uh, really nothing you can do for that. You're fucked if you get that. It's like pancreatic cancer. Well, for some reason, I thought he was in something that was. Yeah, I don't. That was I don't. Correctable. I don't know his details, but. Well, he you know, he wasn't. He was uh, doing asbestos, uh, removing asbestos, lagging from pipes aboard ship yeah. troop ships while he was in the yep. Marine Corps. Yep. So that makes sense. Yeah. Um, well, I apologize. Then that was. Uh, I, and then it but was. I, but I know else that I know that he was about. trying. Yeah. Uh, he wasn't trying anything else other than natural treatments, and uh, which is kind of well, sad. Right. Well, I can't speak to it because, but he was a badass. Okay. What What's your next article? Um. Okay. So this one is knife related. Partners with Taylor Guitars for Ebony Wood Models. Oh, like awesome! That? So they're gonna they're bringing back uh, Ebony Wood on six models, Buck One Tens, nice. uh, after after a more than twenty five year absence from Buck's lineup. Uh, they're getting their wood from Taylor Guitars, and I'm not sure how they're getting it because I was under the impression that uh, Ebony was no longer legal to. Um, to get due to over harvesting uh, supplies. Well, maybe they have window. an old stock must be stockpile. That, and that plus, be Trump is. is probably not, you know, going after him. You remember when Gretsch guitars got hammered by, or not Gretsch, um, Gibson yep. guitars Gibson. got hammered by Obama for the same yep. damn thing. Yep, yep, exactly, exactly. Well, they went in and took everything when they lost. 
I mean, that was the that was the thing because uh, Gibson's all of Gibson's stuff was documented before pre-band stuff. Yeah, exactly. And they didn't even they didn't even look at it. They didn't care. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, Gibson sued and won. Yeah, I, I don't know how it turned out, but I remember when they sued Gibson Guitars, and I'm like, dude, that's just bad optics, you know. Well, they don't rated do it. That. They rated it. Yeah. Yeah, they rated as, it. I, as I recall, there was a political motivation because didn't Gibson was anti-Trump or anti-Obama? Uh, uh, yeah, they said something and it pissed Obama off, and he's like, "Oh yeah, watch what I do to your wood." <laughs> you know, and then the next thing you know, it's like all of a sudden there's a suit. They yeah, still wasn't defending against it wasn't, that, and it still cost them money. Yeah, it wasn't uh, it wasn't over Ebonywood either. It was over uh, Rosewood mahogany. or Mahogany, whatever you want yeah, to call it. Yeah, it was one of those. Yeah, one of those. Yeah, what is the stuff that they make the guitars out of? Is uh, Curly, it, it, it depends. Uh, I think a lot of the um, Gibson solid bodies are Mahogany. Yeah. So like the Les Paul and some other ones like this. Yeah, I but think then, and that's you know, what you've they got were. like tops. It'll they'll top it with a veneer of, you know, right, curly I think, maple or yep. something like that. Yep. Anyway, and I then, love Gibson guitars, man. They're awesome. Yeah. I'm an amateur guitar player, professional drummer, and I'll tell you that the, those Les Pauls are a pleasure to play. They're heavy as fuck. You'll yep. break your back strutting around stage with them, but they're they're awesome, and they sound so good with them humbucker pickups. Mm-hmm. So the so the uh, the next knife one is um, the Chinese man was executed for the kindergarten knife attack. That just oh happened. yeah, didn't he kill like a whole bunch of people? Mm-hmm. How many yeah. did he kill? Uh, twelve. Hmm. Well, no, no, has put him in. Injured twelve children in a knife attack. He didn't kill anybody. He just injured them. And they executed him for that. Yep. Yep. Violent Holy crime. Shit. We need to. Violent crime to is rare in China. Well, they execute for anything there, but but they don't have a lot of violent crime there. Yeah. And he stabbed a bunch of children, and they were not having any part of it. Yeah, and you shouldn't have any part of it. Fuck nope. this guy. Nope. And he uh, and they probably um, harvested his organs. And they should. Yep. They're not his anymore. They're ours. Yep. Fuck None you. Of- None of the kids died. None of the kids, uh, they were from their injury. Nobody died. Yeah, but I mean, imagine being a little kid and some guy walks into your school and fucking stabs you. How's the rest of your life going to be? You know? It's going to be bad. Right. Or you're going to always remember that, you know? So, and the the other thing I noticed, if you Google knife, why is John Bobbitt back in the news? Uh, Yeah, okay, so I saw that. I, I saw that one, and I didn't really want to go well, there. I'm just curious. I mean, I, I I don't need to talk. I just am curious. What did what's happened now? I don't know. Did let's, they did they replace save, his his piece with a that. trunk? An elephant <laughs> let's, trunk? Let's table that. <laughs> let's table that discussion for a later meeting. Okay, that's um, funny. Gosh, I had I had a question. What what's the thing you just said? It was uh, Chinese man stabs twelve kids. Yeah, uh, they put there was, um, God, there was a, there was a, anyway, I had a point and now I'm forgetting it, but uh, hopefully I'll remember it by the end of the podcast. So, so uh, they, so oh, oh I, I know what it is, I know what it is. Okay, 
Um, I need your hot take on this. Okay. I need a hot take. Um, uh, and I have not been able to figure it out, and I don't know what to think about this. Okay. I need your hot take. And we've actually never discussed this before. Okay. Okay. That Stephen Paddock guy that shot all those people at that country music concert. Mm-hmm. What the fuck? You know what? We I was Why? in Puerto Rico at the time. Yeah, I and we heard all those recordings. It sounded like a it sounded like a goddamn M sixty to me. Right. Well, P PKM. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, PKM? if you if you want to put a la- label on it. It sounded like a PKM going on. What's a PKM? Wait, stop. Because people at home don't know what this is either. What's a PKM? That's the Russian machine gun. It'd be like an equivalent of a of a uh, of an M60, except it's um, the Russian version or whatever. Yeah. Well, okay. So to me, when I when I because I was watching this and I heard this firing and I'm like, that's an M60. Yeah. Like, because I've heard M60s before at the machine gun shoot at Knob Creek, and I'm like, that's unmistakable. That's an M60. It's the same fire rate. It's everything. Um, And I don't want to get all conspiratorial. My, you know, let's say that everything is what they say it is on on the surface, blah, blah, blah. And and mind you, Trump just banned bump stocks because of that. So this Mm -hmm. is germane to modern day. Mm -hmm. Although Mm -hmm. the thing, nobody has ever said... Why did he do it? Yeah, and and so what? Uh, I, I you know I don't care what happened. I want to know why. And it, like I said, I was opinion, out your hot take. of the country at the time, and so I really don't know because because we heard all kinds of different stories, pieces, parts of what was going on. I mean, mm-hmm. the whole there was more than one shooter. The whole I mean, there was like a lot of different things that were going on that that uh, but. I was in. A, I was not in a spot where I could do any real follow-up investigating on it. But, um, but my understanding is that no, none of the evidence even makes sense. From from what's been released, none of the evidence has made much sense. For one thing, he was like on like the thirtieth floor. Yeah, he was clear the fuck up. Okay, so if you're in the thirtieth floor. How the hell do you run a bump stock shooting down into the crowd? And expect to hit anything at all, let alone 600 people. Anything. And mind you, he has the high score right now. Yeah. 159 killed, or whatever it is, but I know he has the high score. Yeah. And, Uh, and okay, so let's, let's forget about that part of it. Um, because none of the, we'll never know any of that, right? Wh- what I want to know is, what's the motive? Why do you shoot up a country music festival in Las Vegas? Right, and there was no. The, he didn't fit any profiles about anything. Apparently, he wasn't. Uh, he wasn't broke. One, he wasn't an incel. He wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> he sent his. He sent his. Apparently, sent his wife. To the Philippines for with a with a lot of money, get a whole bunch of lumpia and uh, the little roast suckling pig. Yeah, well, for whatever whatever reason he she went there. I mean, she was right. I think she was Filipino, right? Yeah, she was. 
<clears throat> and apparently she didn't think that there was anything wrong with him. Yeah, but they, I think, didn't they, isn't it known that she helped him, like, load weapons and things like this? Well. Like, load magazines or whatever. Is that against, but maybe, it's not against the law. No, certainly not. But, I mean, maybe she could have known something was going on, you know, blah, blah, blah. But she's never, as far as I know, she's never been... She's not charged with anything. Charged with anything, etc. So, again, we have to ignore her for the time being. Why? Why did he do it? Yes, we know that the physical evidence doesn't make any sense, but they they still have never said what the motive is. No. And that's the thing that I'm most curious about, you know, is like, why would a guy go and shoot up a country music festival in Las Vegas for no apparent reason? Okay, so it's actually 59 was killed, more than 500 yeah, injured. But it, yeah, it, it's the, it, but that's the high score. Yeah. but no, As far no, as I know, that's the high score. Yeah, but nobody can, nobody can really say why. It doesn't look like any any anybody's got a a good uh, a good answer to that, and I and I don't either. I mean, I don't I don't understand. There's you know if there I mean why would there be? Oh, I have shame, shame, <laughs> shame. <laughs> That's coming about. The new season's coming out here shortly. Shame, shame. <laughs> isn't that isn't it i have no idea i've i haven't seen it since the first season because it's on hbo or whatever and i was only able ever able to watch it in hotel rooms you've only watched the first season of that yeah but i've read all the books oh dude man you need to watch the you need to watch them uh the only the only episode i care about is that one <laughs> they're all pretty good actually Shame. I, I really that i do really enjoy that show <laughs> Um, the shame one was pretty funny, actually. That's excellent. Yeah, yeah. No, okay. there's, there's, there's not been. Uh, I mean, no. I mean, thirty second floor. I mean, why? If you, I mean, it doesn't make any sense. I mean, even if you look at, if you look at, if let's say he had a reason. That's uh-huh. I'm going. You know, just saying. If I had a reason and I wanted to get a bunch of people, I sure as hell wouldn't go up on the thirty second floor and try to do it. No, I'd be on the fourth. You know, that's that's the uh, thirty the 30th floor is thirty uh, second floor. That's you're probably four hundred feet, up feet in, the air. in the air, and now you got to deal with all kinds of ballistics. And unless you have tracer rounds, how the fuck are you going to know where things are going? And it was it, was it wasn't it in the dark? Uh, as I recall, it was. But I, I, I wouldn't swear to that. But the point is, is like even even if it wasn't in the dark, you can still see tracers during the day. And, and right. the, the purpose of tracers are to walk your rounds in right. and get them on target. It's well, not, for one thing, how do yeah. you even do that with a bump stock? I don't know. I mean, you know. can't even... A bump, I, 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 heard, don't think a, I don't think a bump stock you can fire from your shoulder. I think it's got to be... Well, maybe you can. I have no idea. I've never seen one, and I don't know anyone who owns one. And I think it's a big overblown issue um to me it sounded like a goddamn m60 and i've yeah. heard live fire m60s and i've heard them from range and i've heard them recorded and 
I know what an M60 sounds like. It sounded like an M60 to me. Mm -hmm. And now maybe that's because he was using a rifle with a similar fire rate and the, the same caliber. But goddamn, it sounded like an M60. Well, what was what? One of the things that that when we were listening to the recording of it, a lot of the guys were talking about several different weapons being fired right. at the same time. Yeah, it did sound. A couple of them did sound like there was more than one being fired. And how are you going to bump stock with one hand and do something with the other hmm. and hit anything ever? How, how are you going to fire a bump stock? from 400 feet above a crowd at a range of however the fuck long and hit yeah. anything. Yeah. Well, and I think... Uh, unless you can walk the rounds in. And you can't unless you're using... I, I mean, you could do a half-assed job of it, but how are you going to kill, you know, how are you going to get the high score with that? What was the What was the guy's name? Do you remember? Stephen Paddock. Stephen Paddock. And he was comp sushi, mind you. he's 64 years old comped yeah he's a boomer so he was boomer posting with a fucking bump stock or whatever (laughs) and he's at mandalay bay yeah casino in las vegas yes well mandalay bay that's not a real nice place anymore is it i don't know i've never been i the only place i've ever stayed in in las vegas is the railroad crossing which was on the outskirts Ah. And the only reason I stayed there is because I was passing through, and uh, I was driving to uh, Yosemite, and I stayed on the outskirts of Las Vegas for one night, and they had a big potato bar for like five bucks. Hmm. <laughs> well, he looked actually kind of looks like he's sick. If you Google the guy, kind of did not look real healthy. Well, he looked pretty sick with his head blown off. Yeah. <laughs> well, what's interesting is is did he kill himself or did somebody actually schwack him? Uh, I don't know. They say he uh, killed himself. He was eating alone. I Sushi, no doubt. It's kind of weird. I think it's yeah. kind of weird. This thing is fucked up, and nobody ever talks about it. And this is this is my point: is like, you know, there's a lot of unanswered questions, and and. For whatever reason, the press has no interest in exploring any of it. Yeah. You know, you could literally make a career. You could literally win a Pulitzer Prize if you could figure that out, and none of them want to do it. Right. It's always, it's always, um, ah, anyway. Well, like I said, if you, if you ever want to see something weird, Google mass shooters. Uh Uh-huh. And... And all of the images that pop up, look at, there's one thing that mo- that I'd say 85% of them have in common. Probably crazy eyes. Yep, crazy eyes. Yeah. And it might even be more than 85%, but... Well, and the one had a bowl cut, so you should be, yeah. <laughs> be suspicious of bowl cuts. Yeah, or, or orange hair. Are you ready for a knife story? Yes, give it we to We probably me. better wrap it up. I have a whole bunch of other stories, but I don't think we're going to get to them. Uh, I want to do a knife story, and then I want to do a Vatican story. Okay. Because you're all like Mr. S- oh, actually, not Mr., Sir yes. Catholic now. <laughs> actually, if you guys don't know at home, Jim is an actual knight. 
and you can call him sir, whether yes. you like it or not. <laughs> <laughs> okay, are you ready for the knife story? This one Shoot. I like. Uh, do you like Outback Steakhouse? Yes. Um, so do I. And I sympathize with this poor young lady. Florida woman chases parents with knife after they refuse to take her to Outback. <laughs> <laughs> How old is she? Uh, she's 28. Whoa, and, her, and she was expecting her parents to worry about taking her to... Yeah. Wow. Um, anyway, her mom said... we're. N- you little bitch, we're not going to take you. And she started punching her mom in the chest and arms. The father saw what was happening and intervened. He then suffered scratches to his face and head, neck, or, uh, upper chest and neck region. Uh, authorities said Seltzer flipped over a large table and tore up furniture before grabbing a knife. She chased her father, screaming, I'm going to kill you! <laughs> <laughs> Fortunately, Dad was able to grab her arm and wrestle the knife away, and it was a happy story after that. They went to Outback. Yep. She got uh, her well, way. Yeah, right. Well, okay, so, and then my last story, uh, uh, I'll just, uh, it's from PJ Media, and this is the Vatican story. Vatican News paid tribute to 60th anniversary of Cuban Revolution in de- de- deleted post. So they were celebrating communism. Hmm. Well, uh, you know what I think. Uh, you probably think what... Um, so I I was talking to somebody else um, that's a, a pretty... Not as big of a super Catholic as you, but somebody else. And he said that... Every once in a while, you'll have a pope, and once they are out, no longer pope, then the Catholic Church goes back and says, okay, whatever this douchebag said, it's all bullshit. He was a false pope. Right. That's yeah, not an uncommon think that's, thing. I think that that's exactly what's going to happen. Right. That's not an and uncommon it, thing. It absolutely needs to happen. Yeah. I, I, believe that, um, I believe that what has happened is, uh, if you read a book a, that a lady by the name of Bella Dodd wrote. Yeah, 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 yeah. Tell this story. Tell this story. That you have to start from the beginning because I know what you're talking about, but the listeners don't. So, so back in the day, when I say back in the day, I'm thinking in the 30s. Um, the the new Soviet Union. Uh, wasn't actually called the Soviet Union back then. It was just Russia. Russia. They they were uh, 
they believed that their system, which is communism, was the total answer to everything. And they were really pushing for the rest of the world to become communists. Mm-hmm. The problem, with, and, and understand that, the, that their form of communism is there's a royal class and then there's the rest of everybody else. They're all workers. Right. Okay. But there is a royal class involved in that. Something like what's going on in Washington, D.C. today. Right. Well, for that to happen worldwide, the only way it could happen worldwide would be two things. The United States has to be destroyed because of the because of our notion of freedom. Now think about the United States in the 30s, right after World War One. Very different than today. People. We are so pro USA. Uh, Google the word jingoism. Yeah, exactly. Uh, actually, I think it's from like 1900. I think uh, Teddy. Yeah, Roosevelt jingoist. Yeah, right, right. Was jingoism. Yeah. yeah. And anyways, so so the Soviet leaders or the Russian leaders feared that because they figured that that's the only thing that that trumps and not Donald Trump. The only thing that trumps communism is freedom. Well, and there's one other thing, and I know you're going to say it. There was what? one institution besides the United States that stood up to him, and who was it? It was the Catholic Church. And the Catholic <clears throat> Church fucking won yep. over and over and yep. over again. And so, and so what you had to do was they came to the conclusion that the only way that you can destroy these two institutions is from within. So they, did, they made a concerted effort. They, it, it's a parallel highway with the Catholic Church and the U.S. government. They were infiltrated by communists. Um, oh, Joseph McCarthy, McCarthyism, exactly. McCarthy narrative. Turns out the guy was actually right. One hundred percent right. One hundred percent right. <laughs> and what they did was, um, they hired people to recruit and and infiltrate the U.S. government and society on a whole. And it was that people that had these radical beliefs, they infiltrated the UAW, they infiltrated the um, the teachers union, they infiltrated the uh, all of the government employees. They they became advisors. They infiltrated the university system, and they infiltrated the Catholic Church. And what they did in the Catholic Church was they they found um, they found pure communists to to become priests and slowly try to change the doctrine of the church to to go along with that. They were very successful, and it, it wasn't just the the Catholic Church in the United States. It was the Catholic Church around the world. Uh, it was not just um, I mean, it was very successful in South America. Oh very, God! Tell very, me very about successful it. in South Go America. Go to a South American country; they're all Catholic and they're all fucking communists. Yep, yep. And um, the this lady Bella Dodd, uh, she was not the only person that was doing it, but but what she was doing was recruiting 
um, homosexuals because it was easier to find a homosexual than it was to find a communist. And it was easy to convert a homosexual to become a communist rather than a communist to become a homosexual. So, yeah, so that's these, pretty much something you're going to either be or not be. Right, exactly. You can become a communist. You can't become a homosexual. Right, you either exactly. are or you're not. And so what they started doing was planting these people into the church. And then they rose to power like everywhere else. They became uh, head of seminaries where they recruited only homosexual seminarians. They became, they rose to be bishops. They rose to be, you know, cardinals. And this is happening all over the world. So in the early 60s, Bella Dodd wrote this book. Actually, I think she wrote it in the late 50s. But she, but she totally came clean anyways at, in, uh, and actually became a Catholic, uh, repented, became a Catholic, and told all. She told. She testified in front of Congress. She. I mean, but nobody would believe her. Yeah. Um, and now today, if you'll notice that we've got our country somewhat imploding over these radical notions of communism, socialism, whatever you want to call it, and you've got the church somewhat imploding with the same kinds of things. Um, we have we have all kinds of reports about homosexual predators in the church, um, all the way up to Vatican levels. Uh, we've got a lot of there's a lot of information out there that's pretty factual about about this stuff. And um, one thing I know is that they can't prevail because it says you know hell will never prevail against the heaven's gates or the gates of heaven so i'm i'm not that concerned about it but but as far as the country goes that could be a problem i mean it could be very easily you know we could end up in a communist type country the, as soon as my generation dies off This man's invention that they call atomic power. Are we all in great confusion? Do we know the time or hour? When a terrible explosion may rain down upon our land, leaving horrible destruction, blotting out the works of man. Are you ready for that great atomic power? Will you rise and meet your Savior? Uh, are you, you're a, you're a late Xer. No, 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 I'm a boomer. You're I'm a, 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 I'm a, I'm the you're last, a very I'm, goddamn young boomer. I'm the last of the boomers. 59, yeah, you, 59 was the last of the you, boomers. You're, politically, you're way more like a late Xer than you are a... A boomer? Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm a Is very, it? I'm a very young boomer. But and that boomers, was, boomers just need to go, and I don't mean you because you're well, the, like the, me. Yeah, but the problem, <laughs> the problem with, the problem that we have, is the boomers generally still believe in freedom. The problem that we have is the boomers and the and the early Xers uh-huh. are outnumbered by the millennials 
and and the several generations. So, okay, so, so here's something else I want to say right fucking now, and people need to fucking listen. Okay, the the millennials are not the kids of the Xers, you dumbasses. The millennials are the second families of the boomers. Because the Xers are just now fucking having kids. My oldest kid is 13 years old. Yeah. She's not a millennial. Well, what's okay. the, what, what, is the, what is the difference between... What, what is the next group after the boomers? Uh, after the, the boomers is X. Then what's the ones after that? Um, so there's, 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 uh, I thought after that there, X I, is Y, right? I thought that there was another, uh, there's Y and then Z. I think my kids are Z and Y turned into the millennials. But I, I am here to tell you that you people just need to recognize that generation Y or the millennials are not the kids of the Xers. They're okay, from so... The, there was over a 50% divorce rate in boomers. Listen, and I'm sorry, that's a fucking fact. Yeah. And then they all had another family, and the next family was favored over their first family. Here's the, so, here's the age. So then here's you the end ages. up with Generation Z or Y, <clears throat> whatever the fuck it is. I am not responsible for millennials. I'm here's, just here's what Here's what they are. The baby boomers are... Uh, they start in 46 mm-hmm. and they end in 59. Right. The Generation Xers start in 65. Yeah, See, they're, so they're saying baby late. boomers are going to, are actually, they're saying, ba- but I think that that's like a no man's land. Yeah, there is a, there is a little bit of a, yeah, there's a little bit of a transition. And right. so I'm a, I'm an Xer. But and then there's and then there's the they call these Xenials in seventy five. So they're saying Xers are from were they're, they're, this is when they were born from sixty five to seventy five are uh, generation Xers. It's wrong. It, it's a fifteen year generation thing. They're fucked up. These people so don't they're know saying, what they're talking they're about. They're saying it's, ten years. Yeah, they're wrong. X goes up through. It, 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 I mean, it it depends a little bit, but. Um, and see, my kids were all my kids are all generation. Well, they call them millennials, generation Y, generation next, and that's from the the eighties on. Yeah, right. But the, the but the point is, is like uh, the generation Y is not the kids of generation X, and everybody blames generation X for raising an entitled bunch of idiots. It's not the case. I, b- b- because here's the thing. You guys are all bitching and moaning and crying about, oh, my 2008 economic collapse, oh, my, my jobs, my, my security, my student loans. Well, guess what? When Xers left college, it was 1996. Goo, goo, dat, shit. Okay? X came out into a recession as well and had their own student loans to pay for, and they didn't have kids until they were well in their 30s. There's no possibility that Generation X gave rise to the millennials. And listen, uh, they're and saying further, that Generation the, the X started. Is, they're saying Generation X started in '64. That's bullshit. Well, no, actually, that's probably accurate, but it's a 15-year thing. It go, goes almost up to 1980. 
They're saying that Generation Xers are 54 years old to 74 years old. 54 to 74 right now? Generation mm -hmm. X? No. Mm -hmm. That's boomers. No. These people are fucking retards. It, it, oh wait, generation wait, no, I'm, X sorry, is I'm sorry, I'm me. sorry, I got the wrong, I got the wrong thing. Yes, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Generation X is me. X, um, generation X is 65 to 79. Yeah, so I'm right smack ass in the middle of it. And and the the point is is that by the time I was entering the workforce, all these millennials are like, oh my student loans, oh I can't afford five pieces of avocado toast every single fucking day, oh my lattes, oh my thousand dollar iPhone, oh my uh. $200 a month cable bill. I just can't afford everything. Well, guess what? I couldn't either. And you know what I didn't do when I graduated college? I didn't do any of that shit. I ate fucking hamburgers and meatloaf, okay? I yeah, didn't have a cell phone. Okay, so I didn't do this, but and I certainly the... didn't fucking have kids. I <laughs> certainly did not have fucking kids. So if I was to blame for generation, the, the millennials... I would have had kids right away, or I would have had kids in high school, and that didn't happen for any of us. Well, I don't think that I don't think that you're. Uh, I don't think anybody's blaming. No, 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 no. They're saying they're trying to now push off the millennials on Generation X, and it's fucking bullshit. I would say Generation X I, is the second <clears throat> families of the baby boomers. Fucking period. End of discussion. Not talking about it ever fucking again. <laughs> I don't believe that. It, it absolutely is. There was greater than a 50% divorce rate, and they all got remarried, and they all had new kids, and the new family, they they showered with gifts and adoration because they fucked up their first families. No, I don't believe this that. This is a real fucking thing. I don't believe that. It's absolutely... Yeah, because I don't think you it's didn't that, get divorced. I don't think it's that common. Because you did things right, and I'm doing things right. I don't, think, I don't think it's that common. I, I think am the, a first family of a fucking boomer family. And there is, in my fucking family, a next family. Well, yeah, but yours, but it's yours personal, is not... The, it, it's personal to me. This is a real thing that yeah. actually happened to half of people... It happened to half of the Xers, the ones that weren't aborted, because the you know the fucking boomers were such great fucking Catholics. They aborted fifty fucking million kids. No, that's today's topic. That's today's numbers. Uh, yeah, but I mean, when were they all aborted? <laughs> you know, well, Generation listen, X would be huge if they weren't all fucking flushed down a toilet somewhere. Okay, so abortions didn't come into play until 75. Because 74. nobody before 1975 had an abortion. Um, well, it was a lot. They may have. I don't know. But they and then af have. after that, but, it was incredibly common. Right. right. Before yeah. that, I don't think. That's I mean, still you had to the go, baby boomers having kids. What's that? That's still, 1975 is still the reproductive era, era of the baby boomers. Right. Because Generation X is the kids of the baby boomers. Right. Generation X is not the kids. Of, yeah, you're a kid of the baby boomers. Yes, absolutely I am. Because they had kids young because they could afford to. Old economy Stephen. We couldn't afford to. You know, and by the time we were entering the workplace... All the old families were breaking up, 
over 50% of baby boomers got divorced, and then they had a new family, and they no, had new kids. I don't think I don't think the divorce rate's that high. Let's Google it. I will give you an exact statistic. Uh, divorce rate baby boomers. What's it say? I'm looking up. Uh, okay, so Pew Research Center report. Uh, looking down. I'm working on it. Anyway, I remember that the... And I could be wrong by a percent or two, but um, look at Google divorce rate baby boomers. Well, they're uh, saying that the millennials are are divorcing less than... Hang on a yeah. second. Then baby boomers. Right, because they didn't get married in the first place because they can't afford to. Um, divorce rates up for Americans 50 years and older led by baby boomers. That was in 2017. Uh, by the numbers, a breakdown of divorce by generations published April 12, 2017. Baby boomers in the lead. The Mead generation born between 1946 and 1964. Uh, let's see, blah, blah, blah. There's all these personal stories. Who gives a fuck? Um, Generation Xers are staying married. Um, but it was, I remember that the, I remember very, very clearly that the divorce rate was over 50% for the boomers. And they all, uh, they all got new families after that. Mm -hmm. And then the new families, it's not like their old families went away. They were just swept under the rug. And uh, so if you want to know who who spawned or sired the millennials, it's the boomers. It's not Generation X. We couldn't afford to. <laughs> just like right now. Dude, uh, I have it, millennials. My kids are millennials. Yeah, that's because you're a young boomer. You you, so what you could fuck? be my older brother. My oldest boy is my oldest boy is 36 years old. Well, you had kids very young. And uh, you This is what I'm married. saying. My oldest Would, boy is 36 years old. My youngest is my youngest son is 30. Right, but Okay. The, but, so yeah. so let's 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 look at this if you want you're to examine different. That. You're People, different. This is why I say you're an Xer because you you follow Xer patterns. You get married, you stay married, you work hard, you put your nose down, you raise your fucking kids. Rather than things get tough and it's like, oh my god, I'm, you, you know, this sucks. I, I'm not fulfilled in my and, life. And you know I think I'm going to gonna, I I think I'm gonna go buy a Corvette and fucking, you know, blow up my family, cast my first kids to the wind and get new kids. What's really, what's really interesting is my... Something changed with your audio, dude. Oh, I walked away. I'm getting a cup of coffee. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, what's interesting is in my younger my younger days, okay, when I was in my 20s, my peers were not baby boomers. Even old baby boomers. My peers were actually my dad's generation. Well, yeah, exactly. And your dad's generation was the World War II generation. Yep. The and do you want to know? Do you want to know who my peers were? Hmm. My grandparents, yeah. which were World War II generation. Yeah. I I associated and identified 
far more with them than I did my own generation, which I thought was shit, and I still think is shit, and uh, the boomer generation. So yeah. you, this is why you and I get along so well. We're essentially brothers. Mm-hmm. Uh, because ideologically and based on the way you think and how you've lived your life, you are an Xer. You mm-hmm. are not a boomer. Well, I think that there were I mean, there were some great boomers too. I mean, it's not yes, like yes, I, yeah. I'm not I'm not throwing in again. You can't throw entire generations under the bus, but the pattern that the boomers have followed is Generation X comes along. They call us slackers and and whatever the fuck and and do nothings, right? So we just kind of quietly go about about our lives. We have our kids. We. Uh, basically provide everything that you live on today in terms of the internet all of the programming that went into that all of the innovations that went to make your life better that was us mm-hmm. okay uh so your iphone your fucking imac all that stuff was done and programmed and done very very quietly by xers right and so uh, shame shame <laughs> uh, but the but the point is is that you know, the the pattern that that generation follows is they fucking demonize the Xers who were the, who were the kids of their first family before they met the new John Bonet, yeah. and then uh, things come along, things look great and promising. Oh, we fucking love Generation Y. They're so conservative. They're so awesome. Yeah, but oh you got understand. And then what? as soon as Generation Y enters the workforce. Oh my God! These people—they want to eat avocado toast and this no, no. and that, but, and they don't want to. No, You got to look at work and but you got to look at something else. And they're so entitled. You got to look at something else that's going it's along here too. It's a pattern that they've followed. No, no. You got to look at something else that's coming. That's here too. Right. Remember what I said earlier about what's happened with the with the infiltration. Okay. Right now, right now, the kids that are that well, I'd say I'd say from my kids down younger than my kids graduating from school yeah if you did not have a parent that gave a shit about what your kids were doing you have a problem okay because institutionally raised and the institutions are fucking socialist exactly and 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 when i was in school um my parents just gave a shit about me doing my homework not so much what you know like, like, they didn't have to teach me in addition to what I was learning to, in school. Right. I mean, they didn't, that was school stuff. That was, you know, like normal school stuff. You know, that we prompted the, the political discussions and that kind of stuff that goes on too. But but for the most part, reading, writing, and re- arithmetic was, was not... Um, that stuff did not have to be taught at home. With my kids, my kids which now they're in the 30s, we made sure that they were learning those things. And then we countered any of the political bullshit that they were learning also. Okay? Now, if you were not a parent like that, you turned out the millennials of today. If you were not a parent that was taking care of those things, that's why we have this Cortez getting uh, uh, elected. And that's where all of a sudden we have we have to have safe spaces, and we have to have all of these things that that speech actually can hurt somebody. 
that is the that is I think a direct relation to the teachers union socializing um, our kids. That's that's where our problem is. I mean that's that's that goes hand in hand with what happened in the church is happened in our country. It's exactly the same thing. If you teach kids at a young age that they're they're going to be insulted by somebody calling them a name or you teach them that they're not allowed to fight back and bullying should be banned and and we should outlaw it and we're going to do all these things but we're not going to actually do anything. The bullies are still going to be there. And they're still going to do everything they're going to do, but if you fight back, you're in trouble. Exactly. And so what do you do? You turn out a a whole generation of kids that don't fight back. They think that it should be a a, a utopian type thing. Yeah, because, well, and the other thing is, is that um, by the time they were born, their boomer parents, again, millennials were the children of the boomers it was just the second family by the time they were born the boomers were in their late career and had money and had resources to shower on them well when the the extras were born they the boomers were struggling the other thing too if your kid is 30 years old and you're and you're uh 50 you were fucking 20 Listen, you know, you didn't have anything to give your kids, and well, you I didn't struggled have to give my kids, know. anyways. But but the point is, the other the other thing that we noticed while my kids were in school was most kids that went to school with my kids only had one parent living in the house, or were were living in a second family in that house, a second uh, again, marriage, divorce but, rate, but, right? So you're but, admitting that I'm absolutely a hundred fucking percent right about that no i'm not because a lot you of a lot of parents kids, a lot of parents are younger than us well you yeah, and but you a lot said of parents are the, younger than us remember that hmm. so well, if weird. you were born in 64 or 65 and you got married you probably got divorced if you got no, married in 82 got, or 83 i bet you you got divorced uh, that's where the that's where the big yeah big, at eighteen yeah well young people always get divorced you know well, but, but the thing is is that the divorce rate in the nineteen eighties was absolutely a product of the baby boomers all getting divorced like over fifty percent of baby boomers got divorced in the eighties and then they had extra kids in the nineties and they became the fucking nightmare that is the millennials it's the second family. Yeah, I don't know if I go along with that 100%. I mean, I well, can see I, how that I can see how you can make that a, jump. I can see well, how you can a, make that jump, yeah. but I also believe that you know, if that your generation also got divorced at the same rate. You cannot tell me that no, somebody that's born wrong. from 65, no, somebody born in 1965 and and between 1965 and 1970, 1980 well, I'm just saying, 19, if you were born 1965 to 19... Well, even... Not That's born. Not, not born. I'm talking about if you were born between 1965 and 1970, that five-year span, which there was a lot of kids uh, born in that. Very, very early Xers. Their divorce right. rate, I, I, I put to you that it's, their divorce rate is just as high as 50% or 60%. We would have to look at that. But I can I can tell you that overall, um, looking again, you can look at specific years and you can look at what was going on at the time. 
Um, but overall, boomers are the divorcingest motherfuckers and the most aboardingest motherfuckers on the face well, of the fucking and the other earth thing that too, anybody has ever seen. And listen, the other thing, too, that you got to look at what was going on at that time, too, was during the 60s, we had the, what did we have? We had the sexual revolution. Yeah. Okay? That's a big portion of what the hell went wrong. Right. And so if you were born in, let's say, 1950, which would be a relatively early boomer, and it's now of a sudden 1968, and you're 18 years old, and everybody's telling you to screw whatever you want. Right. And, oh, by the way, if there's a problem, you can just uh, you know right. pay 200 well, bucks and get an that's abortion. Literally, that's literally the time when we started having this thing called no-fault divorce. Yep, and exactly right what time. you're talking about, this, the, uh, the, the series that you want me to watch, which I will get to, which is called The Americans, mm-hmm. that's literally when all of that started taking effect. Yeah. But the fact of the matter is, both you and I agree it did have an effect. Oh, it's, I think it's had a huge, huge effect. I think it's had a huge effect. When they, when they start talking about... Um, I mean that's if you look at the if you look at when we had the separation from the the of the largest group of people that left the Catholic Church was during that period of time. Yeah. Was was when uh when this during the sexual revolution when that was what the I mean because obviously the church believes in monogamy and the church does not believe in abortion. So what did we have? We had the pill that came out in what 1960? I don't remember exactly, but the first pills were awful. Well, I'm, uh, I'm just saying that now. I'm just saying yeah. that they had that came out in in 1960. I think I want to say that that birth control came out in I mean, and I'm not talking about condoms. I'm talking about the pill. They they they're equating the pill with the sexual revolution of women, which, uh, when you think about what. What that did was it all of a sudden told women that they were allowed to be um, free sexually. Now, I had a discussion with another friend of mine not too awful long ago, and I don't know exactly if I believe this 100%, but he was talking about um, our animalistic instincts as men and women and how different they are and how men want to... You know, our instincts tell us that we want to breed everything, and and because we're, you know, we don't do that because it's not yeah. socially acceptable. <laughs> like but, even warm apple pies, if there's no <laughs> women around. <laughs> so, Famous movie scene. So, but what happened with the pill was all of a sudden women thought that they could act like that also. Okay, now men do not like that. Men generally do not like slutty women. Okay, everybody, um, notice that I'm staying silent and, and I'm just and, letting and, and, Jim and, and talk. And I'll qualify this. Men do not want to marry slutty women. Okay? So so apparently, and, and I'm, I'm kind of saying what my friend told me about, about this. Not, I'm not saying I necessarily agree with it. Right. You're repeating a story repeating that somebody his, told yeah, you. Yeah, and right. doing, trying to do the best I can to get it right. And to, what, to what phrase he was, it correctly. Yeah. yeah, phrase it correctly. What what he was saying was basically that that um, women that were extremely sexually active 
are not attractive to men. For as some, marriage material. As as mar- yeah, that's what I should say, as marriage material. But on the other hand, what that did during the 60s and 70s was that destroyed a lot of marriages because all of a sudden men that quote-unquote want to breed everything are now introduced to women that are now that can breed everything but why would they but they do and they're say he was he, he was saying that that was a big cause of this big giant right. explosion of birth of uh, of um divorce so was, I'm gonna I'm gonna say something and then I we, we gotta end it because I gotta I have to take a raging pee like a racehorse <laughs> okay so there is actual science behind all of this stuff and remember I told you about the incels last yep, week yep, right yep, yep. there is actual science to say that as the number of sexual partners that you have rises your ability to pair bond with any one person decreases right. So one of the reasons why uh, maybe some of those marriages failed, and it, it's kind of the same same thing with men. Um, uh, I um, I basically was nobody wanted to touch me. I'll just tell you that. And I <laughs> you were, married my you were first the you were the Uber insult. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. So so again, the the, the reason I kind of know what this community is talking about is because I, uh, yeah, I kind of lived that. If you look at me, I look like I got hit in the face with a shovel. And I'm dorky, and I'm socially awkward, and I'm not, there's nobody that's going to point at me and say that, you know, oh my god, that guy's Chad. Never. Nobody's ever going to look at me and say that. So I, I kind of have a little bit of sympathy with where they're coming from from this. Mm-hmm. But um, the point is, is that, uh, there is science, actual peer-reviewed science, to say that as your number of sexual partners go up for both men and women, your ability to pair bond goes down. Mm-hmm. And if you want to know what makes a successful marriage, it's a very strong pair bond. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you're willing to go through shit that you would never go through with right. anybody else. You know, so for instance, with my wife. Uh, we went through having two kids that were born deaf. Mm-hmm. And plus all the struggles, you know, we, we've been there for the housing market crash, all this stuff, and, you know, countless different things, but we're pair bonded. And, and uh, the science would tell you that one of the reasons we're pair bonded is that neither of us had huge numbers of sexual partners before we got married. Right. It, 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 uh, zero. How's that? (laughs) So anyway, so that basically what you're saying, I agree with, and there's Mm -hmm. science to back up what you're saying. Yeah, Uh, but it was an interesting conversation, and uh, like I said, but but if you there's a lot of stuff that goes into. I mean, you can't just blanketly paint. You know, all millennials are from. No, you can't because it's from baby boomers. But but I will say that that what we're witnessing today is a convergent of a lot of different ideologies that were put in place around the turn of the century. Whether they yeah, were there they need by to design. Look up the, the, um, what's the name of the school from Germany that came over and came up with uh, political correctness? It's the Frankfurt School. or Anyway, and then also John Dewey. Look yeah. up this guy. <laughs> look up this guy. 
Okay. If you want to know what modern education, why it sucks so bad, look up right. John Dewey. Well, and I and I think that that's what that's what we're that's what we're wrestling with today. And if we're not yeah. careful, um, we're, we're going down that path where we will become a communist country. They will be knocking on people's doors and locking guns up and locking people up for having weapons and saying, you know. Uh, Talking oh, like we're me. talking right now. You and I are going to disappear oh, exactly. in the first wave. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I mean, that, and that's that's a real thing, because if you talk to somebody that's a, that's 22 years old right now, they literally sound like they're from a different planet, because they they are talking in ways that you can, that that we do not understand. It's we, shame. We, yeah, exactly. We can't. We can't get. We cannot get. Uh, we can't get our head wrapped around why these people think. I mean, they want to outlaw speech. Yeah. They want to. They want the government to control the internet. And control yeah. the. I mean, that's what they want. They think that that's the solution. You know. Yeah. And, and and we're like the last bastion of people that are fighting against that. Well, whatever, I, I'm whatever not generation give, <laughs> I'm in, whatever generation I'm in, because I'm, you're, if I'm the youngest baby boomer, I you think know, most, you're an early a lot of the boomers ex- are dying. I, ideologically, you're an early Xer, whether you want to admit it or not. You're an Xer, and that's why we get along. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm a smack ass in the middle Xer. Yeah. Um, uh, anyway, uh, I. Really, um, I'm like a racehorse that's been given a whole bunch of LASIK so it'll run okay. faster. All right. If I don't go, I'm gonna die. Uh, All right. So, so let's uh, we'll 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 circle our wagons back around on this topic. I'm sure. Yeah. But, this uh, is a, gonna, this is a this is going to be a topic going forward. Yeah. Um, this is an ongoing issues. an ongoing discussion. I can see that. Yeah. Um. So with without any further ado, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you go and. Uh, I'm going to say keep your knives sharp and your friends sharper, people, and tune back into this discussion at a later date. Bye. Bye bye.